Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean, and joining me today is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you? I am fine because I learned once and for all for, for the first time that the hate you give leaves infants. How's it go? <laughs> leaves infants. <laughs> Let's infants. <laughs> That's infants F everybody. Okay. <laughs> well, you're doing over. You're doing okay. You're getting closer. Well, we are here today, as Q sort of pointed out, uh, to talk about the movie The Hate You Give, which is a new movie that is uh, actually an adaptation of a very popular book, uh, also titled The Hate You Give. And uh, I'm going to put this out front. I hope, I'm not going to try and do this in the review. I had just finished finished listening to the audiobook the day before I saw this movie. So my mind at the time of seeing the movie was so like comparing the two, but I don't think that's fair to do in this interview, excuse me, review. So right now we're just going to talk about what we thought about the movies and then we'll have like a spoiler field discussion about it and then possibly we can get into some of the things that may have been different. All right, so The Hate You Give is the new movie uh, that just came out, and I believe uh, it would be coming out wider, a wider release next week uh, as we are talking about this. Uh, this movie is directed by George Tillman Jr. And uh, I'm trying to remember, he's done a few movies. Um, Soul Food, I believe, was his first movie, was that, if I'm not mistaken? That sounds right. Yeah, and then he, I know he did the uh, Biggie movie, Notorious. Uh, but he's been around for a minute. George Tillman Jr., uh, he's been doing his thing. I would dare say that this is probably his best work, in my opinion. Uh, and now as I think about that, I wonder, you know, I'm like, well, were there a lot of visually stunning shots? Not necessarily, but the... Oh, whoa. See, I would disagree oh, with you. Okay, well, well, we'll get into that. But I definitely felt like the drama and the storytelling here was top notch. So let's just get things started. The Hate You Give, uh, the brief sort of synopsis of this movie is involves a young African-American girl. And, you know, I was trying to, I thought this movie was placed in California, but I don't think it was. I don't think it's actually in a, in a real uh, place at all. But uh, it says here, Star Carter is constantly switching between two worlds, the poor, mostly black neighborhood where she lives and the wealthy, mostly white prep school that she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds is soon shattered when she witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend at the hands of a police officer. Facing pressure from all sides of the community, Star must find her voice and decide to stand up for what's right. And... I will say this. This movie easily is one of the best movies I've seen this year in 2018. Uh, the performances in this movie, particularly Amanda Steinberg, if I'm saying her name correctly. Um, uh, Amanda Law, that's an L. Amanda Law. Oh, okay. Amanda Law. Yes, you're right. Amanda Law. Uh, amazing. She is the young girl, I think that was some controversy years ago with the Hunger Games. She played in that. And there was, she just had a movie that just came out, I think, this year, too, that bombed uh, The Darkest Mind or something with some sort of YA science fiction. 
uh, it looks like a, it was like a takeoff of some like X-Men type of thing or something. But uh, this is the one where she busts through the door and you must pay attention to her because her performance is stellar in this movie. She carries this movie. She's the main character and it is told essentially through her point of view in this because there's like no narration in this. But she captures a lot of different things in here. One, she captures, in my opinion, the, the, the sort of the, the younger girl, the young African-American girl going to, uh, you know, school in a predominantly white environment. And to me, that was like going to work. You know, as an adult, I could see this is how would happen sometimes when we go to certain jobs and versus that where you're around your own people. And in her case, you know, sort of a, a they call it the ghetto in the in the uh, story there. But, you know, in the hood, basically, and then how things are when she's at home and around her friends or around people that are of African-American of certain types of African-American. I don't want to say that all people act like what's in this movie. But obviously there's that kind of code switching that happens a lot of times when you talk this way around your friends and then you act a certain way around where you're at school or at work. And I thought she captured that great. I thought she captured great being a young girl in a family. Uh, I have to shout out this. What's my man? He always playing the dad. Uh, Russell Hornsby. He plays Maverick Carter. They call him Mav. Because, you know, he was the guy who played the brother, uh, uh, the son to Denzel in uh, Fences. Yes. He also plays a dad. I think he's a cop dad. It was in a ABC family show that ran for a while. It's about a black family, which is really good. And I'm sad that I can't remember the name of it because I used to watch it. But he played. What's that movie? What was the one with Urkel? That's all I can think of when you say that. <laughs> no, no, it was like an hour-long drama. God, it was so good. Uh, Lincoln Heights. Lincoln Heights. Shout out to Lincoln Heights. A very good program. And he played the dad in that, too. And Some similar types of things going on in that movie, but in that TV show. But nonetheless, he, Maverick, Big Mav, <laughs> was that dude. And I'm, I'm trying to keep my little review quick here because it's easy to just go off on a tangent on this movie the characterizations of the characters in this movie and the things that are going on i thought was handled very well uh essentially for some people you will probably see this movie as oh is this some sort of black lives matter movie and that does play into this but to me it was a movie that is about a family it is a movie that is something for everybody, no matter if you're white or black, because I think it sort of shows you a lot of different sides of when there's like this police shooting and a, and a black person gets killed. Obviously, you're going to see a point of view from black people, but I think it also shows you a viewpoint from some white people who are not being intentionally racist uh, and are not trying to be, you know, flippant but again you know they may not understand how th things affect other people and vice versa uh you can watch stuff on tv and just hear different you know catchphrases or different talking points and just be like oh well he didn't listen to what they said or you know he was probably a drug dealer or something so this is what happens you know i think this movie sort of deals with that and sort of just shines a light on people 
to show like, yo, these are the different sides of this argument of this situation that happens today and is presented in a way on screen that I don't, I don't think intentionally will make anyone, uh, it, it could make you feel guilty, but I don't think it's like ramming it down your throat trying to you know, manipulate you per se with that type of stuff. Uh, and I say that because I can tell there might be a, a, uh, some people who are, oh, this is just some liberal you know, bull crap to make white people look bad or something. And I personally don't think this movie does that at all. Now, if the shoe fits <laughs> and certain things get you triggered, I think it's only because you got something else going on inside of you that you're getting sensitive to, to, to certain things. But I don't personally think they are making, it's not a all white people are bad, all black people are good type of movie at all, in my opinion. Um, what else do I want to say about this? Um, you know, I, I think this movie is a movie that should be seen <clears throat> by all ages and everybody. I think it's, it's one of those movies that's going to make you feel one way or the other. And I think this is a type of movie that is very timely because, again, there's a lot of tension out here in these streets. And this movie, to me, makes me, reminds me that we're all freaking human beings that live in America and everybody's fucking... Uh, situation matters you know what i mean like when i say that is to say like yeah this guy got shot and you might not and you might think oh he just deserved it but, but why do you think like that <clears throat> do you think they think like that maybe you should listen to see why it hurts them you know what i'm saying uh because it's the right thing to to you know it's the right thing you can't argue with what's the right thing to do or that people have feelings uh i think this movie illustrates I'm actually all over the place with this now as I'm talking about it and thinking about it. But this movie really like hit me as a father, you know, as a almost 50 years old father of three watching this family dynamic was very interesting to me. Watching the stuff between the father and the, the kids was, was like tugging at me, man. And I love the character of Maverick. The way he was presented on screen, he was a strong father, man. Even though he was a felon, he used to be in a gang banging, he went to prison, the dude was trying to turn his life around and was standing up for his family. And even in the face of, like, you know, some very bad odds and family being in danger, he was not trying to back down. And I, that's just that was good to see. I, I'm gonna stop because I I don't want to spoil things yet. I'm just gonna tell you that I love this movie. It's not a perfect movie. There's some kind of melodramatic type parts or parts that almost seem like they were pulled out of a TV show or something. But the overall movie I thought was very powerful. The actors were all good here. Um, the message of this movie I thought was potent. This movie feels like. Back in the 90s when we saw Menace of Society and Boys in the Hood, to me, this is sort of today's sort of version of that. Uh, and I like the presentation of the black family in this. Uh, again, the dude that played Maverick, he was on point. And I also love this movie. is actually, whoops, really shows the influence of a Tupac Shakur uh, that is still being felt, even in the way the movie is titled, 
uh, and you see little flourishes of it within the story. But excellent movie. Uh, I thought it was really done. Q Storm, what, what did you think? Maybe you can give a more coherent <laughs> viewpoint because I just got flustered for some reason. <laughs> Damn, man, you done stole most of my gems. <laughs> <clears throat> so, all right. I went into this movie thinking, okay, I'm about to get preached to. It's about a cop shooting. It's all going to be from one perspective, which may be the right perspective, but it's going to be clearly cops are bad. Uh, black folks are always the victim of the martyr. And it's going to shove down a particular, and I, I'm not I'm not saying it's not a an agenda that needs to be addressed. I don't, I'm not saying it at all, but I tend not to like it when you make it so obviously clear cut. And what I was surprised to see that this movie does not do that. For the most part, it does not do that. <clears throat> I, from the, from the beginning of this film, and you, you made a comment offline that you, you thought, I'm not trying to blow you up, but you said that you didn't think there were that many special camera shots. The first shot of this film, it made me say, oh, okay, this Mr. Tillman, I remember him doing some stuff, but he, he he's ready to play. The first shot of the film, the camera is on <clears throat> some, some sort of crane, right? And the camera starts on the street. There's a regular street. And what looks like it could be South Central. I'm not like you said. I'm not sure where it is. <clears throat> it pans off, and then it comes onto this house, and then it booms in through the front window, and right there, boom! It settles, and you see a mother, a father, a daughter, and two sons. And I'm like, wow! All okay. All right, bring it. <laughs> um, I felt the same way within the first 20 minutes of this film, the same way I felt when I went to see Boys in the Hood for the first time. And Boys in the Hood, I haven't seen that movie in a while, but it, it has long been one of my top 10 favorite all-time movies. Why is that? <clears throat> because... Now, this movie has flaws, and we're going to get into that. We're not going to spoil it right now. This movie has flaws, but I can say the flaws are maybe 30% to the movie's perfections, which is 70%. It's a good script. The characters are all believable, for the most part, all believable. They may not do things that I would do all the time, but you invest in the characters right away. Uh, the story starts off subtle and then there's a large build. There are situations like, I'm not going to lie to you, I have never been in a situation, and this is not me trying to be bougie or anything, it's just my experience, okay? I've never really identified with the quote-unquote hood life other than what I saw in movies, and I could appreciate it but I could never identify with it uh, fully, all right? But there's a, there's an element of this film that uh, the, the, the young lady star, she goes to a, uh, a mostly white high school. It's, a, it's like a private school. 
that had me right there because that's my experience. So all of that, <clears throat> I knew exactly what she was talking about, right? And I was probably so brainwashed going to it. I really didn't have that struggle. But looking back, I should have had that struggle. <laughs> and I knew exactly what she was talking about. I'll go further with it. my son right now. He goes to we're, we're spending money to send him to a private school, a Quaker school, a friend's school. And I'm so glad that I brought him to see this movie mm. because he's going through that right now. Now, I don't think he knows it. So I'm trying to take my ignorance that I had going through that. And I'm trying to say, son, don't be ignorant like I was. And I'm not trying to make him into a hate monger. But I'm saying it, it might be a different thing when stuff goes down. Like they were having that talk at the beginning of the movie. He understands that. I don't think he understands that there are some permutations and some code playing that both sides go on to. And I'm trying to like he comes home talking about, you know, he's starting to get into girls now. Right. And unfortunately, well, I'm not going to say unfortunately, most of <laughs> You already most, said it. I was like, thank God. You already said it. <laughs> most of the women are melanin challenged. I'll leave it at that. Oh. Hilarious. Okay. Cube so, it's Mark, I'm being real. I'm being real. Okay. This is real. I'm not talking bullshit. All right. But I'm, my point is, I'm glad he saw this film because it had a little bit of that in it. I don't know if it served the plot. That whole plot, which we're going to get into, could have been a movie in of itself. Mm. Um, and the other thing, this is just an anecdote. The other thing is, you know, my son being in the environment that he's in, he comes home talking about, yeah, uh, I like, uh, I listen, Dad, I want to you to play. I want to play a song from uh, Twenty One Pilots, or from <laughs> these groups. I have no idea. And I'm like, you ever heard of? I, I need to play you some Prince, some OJ's. And he's like, when he saw when he when we left this movie, he said, "Dad, do you have any Tupac albums?" <laughs> and I was like, oh, I "Did my job, <laughs> uh, accomplished." But <laughs> George Bush, mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm get, now I'm getting off track. Right. <laughs> the, um, every every character in this film, I I, I bought it. Even Common, whose acting, whose acting wasn't, he couldn't hold a candle acting against these these cats. But his character, I appreciated that one scene, which we're going to get into, where he's kind of presenting it from his perspective because he is totally correct. We got let's be honest, he is. I am so happy, even though they didn't give that side of the argument a lot of shine. I'm just glad that they made an attempt to say, look. There is this going on too. Yeah, and make sure you remind me of that because there, there was so much more to that character, and they didn't show what they didn't show what he thought. But, but we definitely want to touch back on that. Right, right. But so I said earlier, the flaws are thirty percent to the movie's uh, to the movie's success is seventy percent. Your man, my, my, my man, he made some he made some knucklehead decisions, but talk about I the can, father. Yes, he made a couple of knucklehead decisions that put his family in danger. But you know what? That's what. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blow up nobody else's spot. There's another cat that you and I both know who goes on about how people, how people in the community they be behaving kind of knuckleheadish. Mm -hmm. And I might agree with this person, 
but I understand completely and don't blame them 100%. You know what I'm saying? I get you. So, this can't, that actor, let me know the next movie he's in. I'm going to go watch Fences again just because he's in it. The guy who plays the uh, the brother who's all the music. Who's go search that. out Lincoln Heights, man, because he was that same, a lot of that same energy in, in that This one. guy was phenomenal. Yeah. The, the actress playing the wife, now I don't remember her name, but I know she, I first heard about her in a lot of these uh, Dan, Wayans parodies, I think she. R- Regina Hall. She's <clears throat> Regina Hall, right. Yeah, she was in uh, the big movie last year. Uh, Girls Trip. Girls Trip, yeah. There's a lot of movies. Right. Yeah. And that actress right there, I would say to this other cat that I'm not going to shout out, <laughs> that right there is the reason why I say Tiffany Haddish might be able to play Nubia. Just because she had comedic roles doesn't mean a good actor. And we've said this. Uh, you you said this, Mike. I agree with you 100%. Some of these comedians who be, making, who be telling on these jokey jokes and stuff like that, these are the cats who got the skill, and they really you don't underestimate underestimate them. Eddie Murphy, you know, he started off making jokes. Dude is one of he's a tremendous dramatic actor. Bill Murray, uh, who's the other cat? Uh, uh, um, uh, Tom Hanks. All the all these actors who start off in comedy, they transition because they got the talent. This woman knocked that shit out of the park. Amazing. I was invested in her. But make no bones about it, people. <laughs> Amanda Steinberg. Stein, what's her name? Steinberg? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Listen. They had this chick taking the arrow through the heart in uh, uh, Hunger Games. And some of the two Bob still have problems with her being in that movie. Okay. Well, listen, this, there's no doubt about it. This actress, she is the, the essence of this film. This woman, I said woman. She's only 19 years old. That's crazy. She blew me away. She's crying on cue. She is, I mean, she's reacting on cue. She's like, it's like she, she just calls it up. Uh, she, she smiles on. She she transitions from smiling to boom to being she's like Robert she's like a female young black Robert De Niro, okay. This woman just just listen just sign her up, <laughs> sign her up. <laughs> Let me know the next thing she's doing. I'm buying the ticket. She's fine. She I know she's 19. I, I'm not being an old Chester. I don't see nothing wrong. But she's fine. The camera loves her. Right. She knows she knows how to work the camera. She is she is a genius. This is a young genius right here. This is her movie, and all the flaws in this movie. Even the young kid, uh, Sakani. I don't know the uh, the actor's name. The young kid, Sakani. Oh man, woo! <laughs> he fucked me up. Right <laughs> Come on now, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I don't know who the casting director was for this film. But they need to get a private key to the jet, the studio jet, so they can fly wherever they want to. They earned it. Uh, seven, the young, the the older brother, seven, knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park. The kid who plays uh, Khalil, Algie Smith. This is not a spoiler. He gets 
he gets shot by a cop. Ralph Transvant. <laughs> oh, that was okay. Well, look, my and, man. And, and of I course, you, he he played the lead role in uh, the movie we talked about last year, the one with John Boyega, Detroit. He was in that. I don't remember him in that. He was the it was the the two boys from the point of the view of the movie was from. He was he was the lead guy. He was the guy in the singing group. Really? Yeah, he's a cold actor. I well, that's funny. I didn't really like. I got to see that again. I didn't really like that performance when I remember. But all right, hey, in this performance, I saw the next Will Smith. I saw the next, um, who was the other? Oh, I saw the next Lawrence Tate. Yeah, he looked just like. <laughs> I was like. He's actually what? also a singer, an R&B singer, too. He's got albums and shit. Yeah, well, see, his his vocals didn't really do anything for me in Detroit. <laughs> but hey, listen, this movie um, like I said, we're gonna get into the the flaws. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear it down a little bit. Well, can I but, can I throw in because uh, sure. uh, I wanted to mention, and this is not spoiling. The only two characters who I thought were unfortunately to me they were played as tokens in this movie. I know where you're going. Go ahead, say yeah, it. It's Chris, the the, the boyfriend, and Hillary. Yep. In my opinion, uh, who's Hillary? The white girl. Okay, I thought I was gonna go with another character, but go. Okay, go I, ahead. I just thought because they were sort of the other side of it, you know, they're not the black characters. I thought they should have went a little more deeper, and it, to me, they kind of, particularly the Hillary, Hillary character, it, she just seemed like to kind of come off as a one-dimensional as opposed to everybody else in this movie who was like fully fleshed out. Even if it was briefly, you got an understanding of them. I didn't think we had any understanding of her other than to say she was sort of the naive white girl. But we, you know what I mean? Like we didn't, because it's easy to just kind of be mad at the shit that she's saying. It was insensitive. But I just thought she wasn't as fleshed out as the other characters. And then the Chris character, which I want to just say here, in the book he's a lot more fleshed out. I just thought they could have won a little bit more with him here only because I can kind of agree with, I, I can see your viewpoint to say that that could have been a whole other movie unto itself, his relationship with her and how the father and all of that deal with that. But uh, I think he plays a more, or I know he, he's obviously a very prominent part of the book. But I just didn't think that he was fleshed out enough either to, to just not, because all we understand is he's just a rich white boy who's her boyfriend. You don't really, well, to me, I don't think they really pressed home the part, part about like, uh, she throws a line in there that he likes to make beats and you know you can yeah, see him doing work. the dancing thing but it, to me they didn't flesh that out enough to really understand why he has such a better understanding of her than a lot of the other characters <laughs> you know what I'm saying because he was comforting her comforting you know comforting him I can't even talk comforting <laughs> comforting her and being able to, you know, hold her and understand her when she was like, it's because you're white, you don't know. But you didn't understand why he knew. You know, I just felt like as important well, other side of the character, he should be explained a little bit more. But that'd be my only takeaways. Well, I, well, I was going to save this for the second part of this. You want me to save it or? Well, let, let's just finish our, our your thoughts and then we'll do a whole spoiler. <clears> thing. I, I think I've, I laid it all out there okay. on the field. Um this movie gets four out of five reels for me. Okay. And I, I agree. Although there were some there are some things in this film that if you had excised them, cut them out, the movie was a bit long, I think. 
if you cut some of the things out of this film, one of the things you just brought up, which we're going to go in deeper, this movie easily would have been a five out of five for me. Easily. Okay. Okay. It is easily, it is easily one of, like you said, it's one of the, there are only two films now, I'm sure there are others, but two films that stand out enough for me that if we do a year-end summary, it's going to be Black Panther in this movie. Black Panther came out this year? Isn't that hard to believe? It is. <laughs> Came out in February. February, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate to even sound. My top three movies right now would be this Black Panther and uh, the Avengers movie. If I'm being just totally honest, like I don't remember half the other movies I saw. You know, I enjoyed Upgrade. I uh, see. I can't even remember some of the other movies I've seen this year, but. Yeah, I can't forget this one. I definitely don't forget Black Panther. And in my opinion, Infinity War was 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 dope. But anyway, um, let me say it real quick. If the Academy is worth a shit, Uh. (laughs) they can keep that bullshit popular movie. And this movie, some this movie should get a nod for. I'm not going to go as far as best film. I know that's a long that. That would be like I would push it. I I, I say it would. I don't see why it wouldn't. I think it it's an emotionally get, it packed get, movie. It should get best a, a best actress now for Amon Steinberg. It should get best supporting actor for uh Russell. what's his name Russell. What's the guy Russell Hornsby whatever. The, the Russell Hornsby. Yeah. 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 And it should get. Well, she wasn't in the. I fuck it. And what's her name? She get uh what's her name? What which their name was? Talking about Regina uh, Hall. Regina Hall. Really? Interesting. Okay. Ain't mad at none of that, though. I I felt everything that she said in that movie. Yeah. Ain't mad. I I would, I pretty much co-sign everything you say. I I do my scale on a, on a Marlin scale. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the footage of the Jacksons where Marlin is doing his dance. Yeah. And Michael and them all looking at it. What is this nigga doing? So, (laughs) You've seen that the meme that's been going around, and it's it's pulled from the Victory Tour, and Marlon Jackson is you know he just all of a sudden starts grinding or whatever, and everybody just sort of stops and looks at him. It's like, what is Marlon doing? And he's just like feeling, (laughs) and then Michael's like, hell no, you ain't gonna upstage me. And Michael starts. Please send me that footage. <laughs> yeah, look at I mean, you, you, look it up right now. Marlon dancing, but anyway, uh, so I do have a new rating rating scale out of you know one through five, but it's Marlon. So how many grinds would Marlon give it? <laughs> you know, this is a four and a half grind. You know, it's four and a half Marlins right here, man. Uh, wow. Yeah, this this is an incredible movie. All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard what we had to think about this movie. We loved it. I really need y'all to go see this movie, but we're going to get into some spoiler discussion and a little more breakdown of actual plot things and stuff going on. If you don't want to hear that now, stop what you're doing. Don't listen to this. But if you want to, we're about to get into it. So there's no holds barred at this point. Um, Man, where should we start? Um, I'm going to start at... uh, the, the, what I really, really loved about it um, and some of the things, the, when it first starts and, and the dad is giving the talk about what to do when you're pulled over by the police, 
uh, I thought it was very powerful that he had them memorize the, you know, the 10 points system of the Black Panthers and sort of how that played later in the book. Um, I believe it was the part when they went out to eat later on in the book and um, King, Anthony Mackie's character, and then we're standing outside, you know, threatening them or whatever. And then Mav goes out to confront them and then the police come and, you know, it turns and I, I knew where it was going to go at that point. You know, I was not like surprised that the cops are going to harass them, but it was still powerful to watch. And particularly that little boy started crying. And that's the part sometimes you forget, you know, we forget about our actions and how they affect our children. And I just thought all of that shit that was going on and some of it could have been avoided. And then you see the boy crying. I was just like, man, this is, this is why we got to like get this shit together. Cause these kids ain't asked for none of this shit. Like, and they got to deal with it. But when they go home, I did, to me was the, they, I would have gave or Russell the Oscar right there on that scene when he was like, everybody get out the car and stand on the lawn. And he came out, what's the number seven of the temple? Man, I wanted to stand up so, I was like, man, this is a, this is a black, this, this is the father right here. This is, he's holding his family together. He not dealing with, you know, crying and all that. We're going to stay strong. We're not giving up. I just thought that was the shit right there. I don't remember that being in the book either. I just thought he killed that, man. I was like, God, this is such a good visual to see this. And, you know, that's another thing. This movie to me was hopeful. It had a lot of hope, I thought. Um, but that scene... Yeah, he shut it down right there. I was like, damn, man. Big Mav, man. He's he's no joke. Um, and the thing is, you know, in the book, he is a lot larger of a character in terms of uh what he's shown. They didn't to me they didn't show enough about it, but that store that he owns was a focal point of the book. The, the the store was like the central place. And that was how everybody knew Star. You know, Star was not Star, she was Oh, you're Big Mav's daughter. You know, you work at the store. You bag up groceries. That's how everybody identified her. So when she would go to school, she was, you know, sort of the the lone black girl, cool black kid. But when she came back to the to the hood, she was really just known as, oh, you're Big Mav's daughter. You know, he was such a respected figure in the neighborhood because, you know, he was a you know a gangbanger before. He had went to prison. And then he came back uh, and he started working at that store. And that the guy who owned the store was the only person who would give him a break to get a job because he was a con. And I guess when that guy was going to retire or he died, Mav bought the store and said, you know what? He gave me a chance. I'm going to make this store something great and I'm going to have my kids work here. So he was actually a very big presence in the neighborhood and she was trying to get out from under his shadow almost. You know, she wanted people to know her for star, not as, oh, you just big mad. Don't you work at the store? <clears throat> type of thing. Uh, Q, bring up some things that you want to talk about, too. I don't want to dominate. Well, you talk, you're talking about Mav. Let's, let's talk about him. He was a very complex character. Yeah. And, and, and Okay, this was another angle I wanted to approach this. 
one of the issues I had, you know, coming up, as they say, like when I went to see Minutes to Society for the first time, when I went to see, uh, uh, what was the Spike Lee movie? His big, uh, Do the Right Thing. I saw those films like that for the first time. Like, I, I should probably watch Juice again, too. But when I saw those two films and other films like that, I didn't like them at first. You know why? Hmm. Because... I couldn't clearly identify. I couldn't really clearly point out who I was supposed to be cheering for. Interesting. And as I got older to today and going to see this movie, I realized, let me just say, Minister Society and Do the Right Thing are two of my favorite all-time films now. Because I learned that sometimes you don't know who, who to cheer for. Everyone as a perspective. Now, why do I say all this? It's to say that I just said to you that Maverick was that dude. He was, the actor killed it. The character was so deftly written, right? Uh, and now, now I'm going to say he made some knucklehead decisions. Yeah, of course. Decisions that I would not have done. Like he, um, like I like the fact that he's an ex-gangbanger, Right. And I'm seeing, okay, first of all, that camera move into the window, we see a, a family unit. And I was that was the first thing that was like, okay. Then our, as they get into the house, then we see him with the tats and uh, the, the, the gang symbols and all corn, that. Corn roll, tank top. Right. He, he, the he, typical, right. If you didn't know who he was, you would just think, oh, this is some stereotypical gang banging but no, but see, but 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 it's then strictly you, on you, visuals, right, right. But then you see the content, and you're like, oh, okay, he's teaching his kids. Right. It's clear to me that that was the scene that let me know that he's on the straight path now, or at least trying to get on the straight mm -hmm. path. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then what made him so frustrating to me? In some, uh, there were three scenes. The first scene when she gets into the car with Anthony Mackie, I was like, ah. Oh, why y'all doing that? Come on. When, she, when he says, I'm going to give you a ride to, you, to the store. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, something's going to go down. You know, I know your daddy taught you better than that. And well, see, I, that's the thing. I, I hate to interrupt you, but I don't know if it's conveyed, but we have to under remember that, you know, that King or Anthony Mackie is a stepdad to her brother oh, yeah, yeah, so that's okay. what there's oh, so what? much yes. more deeper stuff yes. going on it kind of right. you kind of forget that but go ahead so that's why she can get in that car okay you know what i'm saying you know what well you just um i still don't necessarily agree with that action but it, you just i didn't and you know what it wasn't until the scene where um where they're in the church and the mother acting all ghetto talking right. about come on back here boy you know mm -hmm. i didn't put together that I don't think they a, conveyed that, and I, and I knew that because I've read the book, but I don't think it was as conveyed to understand that she could really see that girl she was with as sort of like a stepsister. Well, no, I, I, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I didn't know that Seven, that was, that that was, I thought Seven was um, uh, your man's son and Regina Hall's son right. up until that scene. I got you. I got you. Right. Uh, so, okay, but still... When my man came out of the store and saw that she got out of, I, here's what I thought was going to go down. The, the car, he pulls up in front of the store and the loudmouth girl, what was her name? I forget her name. She gets out of the car. 
Kenya. And I was Kenya. like, Kenya. And I, I figured, now the dad's looking, right? I thought for sure when he sees his daughter get out of the car of the the dude he used to gangbang with or, or, or sling dope with, I thought he was going to get all up in her ass. He didn't. I thought it was going to be like, get your ass out that car. I don't want you hanging with him no more. Right. He didn't. He got in the car and had a nice little conversation. He gave him a pound, had a nice little conversation. I was like, ah, oh, okay. I mean, for the culture, I guess that was your man back in the day, but you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be so content that your daughter's getting out that car, man. And in the second, second scene, I understand it. I'm a father too. Uh, he saw these thugs outside the restaurant, and it was clear they were there trying to send a message. And he was on that old school, you know, we can handle <laughs> like gentlemen, or we can get into some gangster shit. I, I understand, but you're not supposed to do that with your family. Yeah, that yeah. that shit was crazy because I love the way they play it, where our star sees it first. You know, they're just sitting at the window seat and she sees him standing out there looking, I mean, right, looking right at him. Like, I, and I was like, that dude King crosses his line. There's not really no coming back. Like, you see with his family, they'd severe, you know what I mean? I was like, one of them is your son. It's step, right. stepson, right? I was like, this nigga is just evil. And I was like, I can't, I was like, how are they going to play this off? Because I know. You can't act like you don't see him standing out there. And when the dad looks at Star first, and he's like, what is she looking at? And he looks outside. And I'm like you. I kind of thought he was just going to be like, let's just get up and leave. But he was like, he told his wife, stay in here. And she already knew. And that's the thing. You could tell she knew who she married. She knew what kind of dude he was. So she didn't trip out and... I know she was scared, but he's like, yo, I'm about to go handle this. Don't Whatever happens, you're not going out there. And I was like, damn, man, what are you doing? And then he just runs up on him aggressive. like. But see, that was real. If he had gone... And I mean, it was a real type of... Again, I wouldn't have done that, but that's not to say that these types of things don't happen. And I don't really want to see a story where people would do what I would do, right? Right, Uh, but what I'm saying is, I think if they had... We have to remember... He may be trying to re- rehabilitate, but I understand why they played it that way because it was real. I, I can imagine a, a, a man who lived that life in that line. He might not be like, okay, we let's sneak out the right. back. <laughs> right. He, and he'd been in prison. The and, way and, he did it, as much as I thought it was a knucklehead move, it was, that's what I'm saying. These characters were written realistically. And so when I say it was a knucklehead move, that's not, don't mistake me for saying that it was a poorly written. No. It was a knucklehead move that made sense in terms of making this a real character. He goes out there and he's ready to throw hands with a guy that might have an Uzi on him. You don't right, know. Right. Um, but, but where it went over the top, <laughs> I kind of laughed a little bit. I know I shouldn't have. And I, I, I'm a clown, George Tillman, a little bit. You, you went a little bit over the top, George, when you had the shot set up where my man got his cheeks pressed up against the window. Uh, right, <laughs> that was a little over the top. Okay, uh, George, I got it. George, <laughs> George being the director, and then the other scene again. I wish I had the cojones to do this, or it's not that I don't, but I have more common sense than cojones, right? 
when they go to um, Common's house, and by the way, ain't no way a cop is, li- is buying a house like that on a cop's salary. Stop well, it. I don't know if they showed this, but his wife was a doctor. Oh, she oh. was the real breadwinner. I don't know if they put that in the movie or not, but that, they explain hey, why. Hey, yeah. Mike, I don't know nothing about that. Anyway. I was going to say, I don't um, know if they said that in the, in the movie or not. No, I was just, I was calling myself a little bit oh, there. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Self-snitching. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> um, but when he gets, uh, now he's safe now. This was after the restaurant scene, I believe. He's safe now. And I thought this was really a knucklehead move for him to not only go back to the house and just stand outside. Well, give some context, people. I, I think you forgot. Uh, uh, so there okay. was a drive-by on his house. Oh, with, right, right, with right. the family was there. They shot that's the house right. I got confused. I thought this was after the restaurant scene, but you're right. There's a drive-by on the house. Right. Yeah, that, and that, that was know, crazy. I, I don't know why this Negro does not want to move like his wife is saying. <laughs> but there's a drive-by on the house. So uh, they go over to his brother-in-law's house i forget yeah, uncle carlos and he's a cop right, right. he's a cop so he takes him over and, there and he gets now mav gets back in the jeep as soon as he lets his family out the car he pulls out the driveway his wife's like, what the hell are you doing i've got a uh what do you say so he, i wish they come his, back because i got something for him and he yeah know. yeah yeah and then uh not only that but he you know it's almost like he's perpetrating uh what's uh, he's um what is it? Continuing the the bad habit, or cycle. what does it say? The cycle, right? Perpetrating the cycle. He lets his son yeah. get in the car. Yeah. Now this is the son, but oh, he uh, the son is not related. Has no relation to Anthony Mackie. So okay, is it, well, the son is the stepson of Anthony Mackie. Stepson, stepson, right? He lets his son get in the car. So you're putting your son in danger now. And that I was like, then they're just standing outside. Now that I thought was a little over the top. I, I thought that was a knucklehead move. But uh, if you was a gangbanger, you know, so-called ex-knucklehead, you've been in prison three, you know, he was obviously a high up and he still had the tats in there. And, you know, they riding on you and your family. You going to go ride, you know, I'm going to stand right back there. When they come back, it's on. I'm not backing down. And I'm just trying to give him a view. And my son, he want to step up now? Let's go. Let's go ride. I'm, again, would a sensible person do that? Hopefully, no. But w- this is who you're dealing with. So I, I, I didn't like that he had his son there. But I, the foolishness mindset, I was like, I, you I like the camaraderie. You like. The I fact see that why he's doing that. I wouldn't have my son stand out there. I thought when the son came out the house, when uh-huh. Mav was standing up on the porch. I thought he was going to tell his son to get his ass back inside, but he didn't. He was like, oh, yeah, okay. You, you step in. I was like, now, whoa, okay. Compare that to, again, going back to Boys in the Hood. I mean, there's also, what was, what was his name? Furious Styles, what was his right, name? Yeah. Uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Now, compare Furious Styles, who he was a knucklehead back in the day, too. When his son um, tried to leave the house after um, they shot Ricky. Furious wasn't having it. Get your ass back in that. Right. What? Get your ass back in that bedroom. You, you a man now? Give me that goddamn gun. Yeah. Now that would have been me. That would have been me. Yeah. By the same token, if someone does a drive by on my house, I'm not running to the closet to the top of the book. If I'm <laughs> up that mindset, here we go. I'm running to the closet 
to the top of the bookcase. No, nah, it's too late, bro. There you go. <laughs> you supposed to keep that. You supposed to keep that piece near the door. Or, if you live in that neighborhood, you carry that on your on your on your ankle, <laughs> on your waist when you at home. <laughs> wow. That's another story. Um, but yeah, I, I you know you the, the characters. No matter all the things I pointed out, it's just it worked. It worked. Even if I disagreed with what some of the things he did, it worked. Just I loved the scenes where he's hugged up on his woman in the restaurant, talking right, that right, stuff. Right. And the kids are like, oh, I didn't need to hear that. I'm like, shoot, yeah, that's how we do it. Old school. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. You don't see that. Yeah, they they made a it was almost like they made a point, but these were in the book too, but they made a point to show that Mav and his wife, Lisa they were very much in love with each other and I they wasn't like that. arguing and shit. They would have these little moments where it's like, they was ready to get it, you know, give me a kiss, baby, <laughs> you know, and, I, and the kids are like, eh. but, but that was dope. Cause you don't normally get to see that kind of stuff on, on the screen. Uh, they had a great, their whole family had a great relationship, you know, which I think is, again, I, I, can, I can understand why the movie is long like it was because there's so much they're trying to pack in, you know, because it was a book. <clears throat> but the stuff between Mav, Lisa, and uh, I can't think of the ex, the, the, the hoochie mama uh, ex. Oh, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name. Aisha. Okay. Aisha all, and King. That's all about right. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, you know the, the dynamic of that though. That's that stuff type type of happens. You know, you know, uh, Mav had cheated. Well, he stepped out of a relationship. They were out of the relationship for a little bit. He ended up having a baby with that one lady, and that baby was seven. And you could see how they sort of kept seven. He lived with them, but his mom was still around. Obviously, she was with the she's with King, the big drug dealer dude. And I wish they could have shown a little bit more of that, but that, that was an interesting dynamic because, again, here's King. He still has very much presence in the neighborhood. You know, Mav went to prison because he took the rap for King, right? Allows him to get out of the game. He, he did three years, right? Three, three years. Um, then he has his son. And, 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 you know, this is why you spoke about earlier why you know, uh, Mav goes up to the car, you know, as his daughter gets out and he doesn't go off per se in a warped sort of way. I respected the maturity, at least Mav yeah. was trying to have uh, yeah. that he could yeah, get in the yeah. car with King and understand that this man here uh, is around my son. Yeah. Okay. You know what I okay. mean? Like I got, yeah, you're right. You're as, right. Yeah. As, as crazy as this dude is and it was a respect on both levels because I think he said something like, yeah, even early on, King sort of insinuates, yeah, you don't want to have Star talking to the cops, man, you know, and he's like, yeah, my man said, this is when you, I'm so glad you brought that scene yeah. up. This is when I was like, Mav is, don't, Mav is the shit. He said to King, who's obviously rolling in a nice ride, he's, he's still, he's in the streets, he's falling. But my man, man, was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, he said, because um, King said, is that how it is, man? He said, that's how that it is. is. Yeah. Yep. In other words, stay the fuck away from my family. 
I mean, even Italians have that code. You don't the <laughs> yeah, families. Yeah, that's what I say. He crossed a line that was like you're uncrossable, and it was weird. The dynamic is that they're tied together, and you see later on, you know, King beats Seven. You know, that it, it was just it was some wild stuff, I, man. That didn't make sense to me. How did he went and picked Seven up and brought him to the house and kicked his ass? Or? You know, it was a little confusing. Now, in the book, there is this common thing going on where uh, King is beating Seven's mom, and there's like an is an abusive relationship, and that's why Seven was always over Mavenham's place because he'd rather stay there because there's so much drama going on over there at his house, over at their house. And he just doesn't want to be a part of that. You know, Mav is not doesn't feel it's his place to speak on that. You know, even though yeah, he had a. It's not his place to speak. That's his son. Well, it's not a place to speak on the beating between King and the chick that he had had seven with. You don't. You don't think so? Well, I'm just saying this is what he was saying in the book. You know, he's like, all right, okay. Not, all right. He don't put no hands on you. You know what I'm saying? And you can stay over here, um, and of course, don't let him touch you know the kids or anything like that and then he would tell the little girl uh kenya i believe you know long as they he ain't coming with at you with this stuff he never addresses it to king when he does see him on those times but that but you know that so that dynamic is playing there as well there was a part the part in the church um they actually go to the church like it was in the movie King sends some of the other gangbangers up to the casket to put the bandana gang colors on uh, the Khalil. Wow. And, wow. It, and, it, yeah, and, he, and he's insinuating that he was a king lord when he died, and no one knew that he was a gangbanger. So the story started going out that not only was he possibly a drug dealer, he was also in the gang. And the mother, the, the, the you know, ratchet mother, she very much wanted to have her son be around her, but she was, you know, out of pocket and he didn't want to be there. So there was a whole big part where Seven finally stood up to his mom and blasted the fuck out of her in front of everybody. He's like, nah, I don't want to be around you, you, you ratchet, da 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 And it was a whole big thing. Like, his character was way bigger in the book, too, uh, Seven. Um, but but his, his mom did not really, you know, she didn't really, from the movie, his mom didn't really care about him because she was like, Y'all messing up my drink. Get out. Well, she's you- like that because he blasted her early on. It, it was a couple of scenes before that uh-huh. where Seven finally gave it to her and just chastised her in front of everybody. It's like, you're right. I don't want nothing fucking to do with you. You know, you're an embarrassment to me. You know, I'd rather be with uh, you know, Lisa and these guys. And so that's why she was like, you know, well, fuck you then. You know, and that's why she... So, but I say all that to say is there was a big dynamic between these families. There was also, I'm just throwing, there was also a whole other uh, character that they left out. There was another gangbanger dude who, um, in the early in the story, he stops Seven from getting his ass beat by the rival gang that they don't really show in the movie. Okay. And he saves Star and Seven. And then later on, um, he comes running in the store like he's running from somebody and it's Maverick and Star and, and he's like, well, what are you doing here? And you, you get to realize that um, 
the king lords and king, they wanted to essentially kill this boy because he had stole some money. So Maverick takes the boy in. He's like, listen, you can stay with me and my family. Nobody will know you're with us. This will be the last place that King will look for you. And I'm going to help you, you know, get your shit together so you can get out of the gang or whatever. And he ends up taking that boy in and the boy starts working at the store that Mav owns. And again, if you go back to the lineage of, you know, Mav used to work at that store. I don't know if they said this in the movie, but uh, what's the young boy that got killed early on? Khalil. Khalil used to work at the store. Uh, Mav's oh, okay. store as well. That was the job he sort of mentioned in the movie that wasn't paying me no money, so that's why I had to go do what I'm doing. But, so there was a whole thing of that. But And so this boy, um, they eventually find out that he lives with uh, Maverick and them. And I believe that might have been why the shooting actually happened at the house. They was trying to get that boy. And so at this point, Maverick ends up getting all the other gang members in the neighborhood to have a summit at his house. I know it sounds crazy. Um, the other thing too is the riots in the story were, there were multiple riots that were happening because of the grand jury, not just that one you saw. So there had, there had been multiple riots going on. There was a curfew in the neighborhood and different things. And Maverick was really trying to be an activist. You know? So he was like, listen, let's get all the OGs together and get these kids so we don't burn up our own neighborhood. You saying he, he, was, he was the black pastor? What's the pastor? Well, he was on his Black Panther stuff, and he was really on his Tupac. You see in the story, he was a big oh. Tupac dude. As well. But he was like, and he wanted to protect his store and the other stores on the block. He's like, we can't burn down our own neighborhood. You know, get all these gangbanger dudes together, and let's patrol this shit ourselves, and let's stop the killings. Because the cops, they're looking for an excuse at this point. And so he had this whole gang summit thing at his house and then just had the gang members staying at his place after the shooting because he figured that was the only way he could really protect themselves. The cops were not going to do it. Uncle Carlos could only do so much. And so he had all these gang members around the family because he didn't, he wasn't going to move. And so like those gang members you see that pick up Star and them at the end in the truck, those were some of those same gang members who were at the summit. So they knew who she was and they knew about Mav and they were out there trying to protect her and, and would shuttle her around. Uh, last yeah. last okay. thing I'll say this about Uncle Carlos, which I wish they would have shown. He got suspended because he has a conversation with Star and she tells him that number 115 had pointed a gun at her. I don't know if they really showed that in the movie, but he actually points the gun at her until the cops come and has her standing at gunpoint. And when no, she when she finally tells Carlos about that, he didn't realize that. So all that shit he was talking about, you know, this is what cops go through and da 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 da. And she actually asks him, well, "Would you have shot Khalil?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so when she tells him that part of the story, he sort of has an awakening, like, "Whoa, I didn't know. Why, why did he have the gun on you?" And that changed it for him. So he actually approaches that white cop and busts him in his mouth. And he ends Man, up... Man, that's have shot. Well... Yeah, yeah, nope. It would have been so long, but... but and so he ends up getting suspended. So he does have a change. Like, he admits that what he was saying to her earlier was wrong. And like... Oh, wow. You know, you really? have... Yeah, I mean, it's, he was like, you know what? It's more than 
the cop's point of view or your point of view is the right point of view. Uh, and then for him, it got personal because he felt like, how are you going to have you pointing a gun at my daughter? You know, it was a whole big thing between Mav and Carlos. Like, and they show a little bit of that in the movie, like who was who was the father. And and, and they again, the whole part with the, the, the white boy, everybody knew that was her boyfriend except for the dad. And it, been, it was kind of a, a long running thing. Because the, Chris actually lives in the same neighborhood as Uncle Char- Carlos. He lives right down the street. So he busted Uncle Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so he would always be coming over. But Mav never knew it. And so Mav was really upset because he was like, you told Uncle Carlos he knew about this and I didn't. And he started, he started questioning like, you know, I'm your dad, and, but I wasn't there. And da 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 da. So there was that kind of dynamic going on, but those two got together to got over their differences as well to understand well, what's in the best interest of Star and these kids. And we both played a play a role in her life as being a father figure type of thing. I mean, I, I would implore you anybody to go li- read or listen to that book. There was so much other stuff in there, but I, it makes sense how they had to cut it down. Last thing I wanted to say this: I don't. I don't fault it because it plays right in the movie, but I was thinking about this morning. Once the uh, beating of seven, it's very implausible that everything after that happens all in one night. Because <laughs> they go and pick him up, right? He's just got beat. They're driving down the street. Here comes the the protests in the streets. He's And, and, and this boy is already injured. They get out the car. She decides she wants to go join the riots. Star Seven goes with her. She ends up leading a riot march, right? <laughs> that turns into chaos, tear gas. She's going to lead. Well, I mean, march. I'm saying she gets on the bullhorn and becomes, you know, the focal point, you know, her, yeah. here's her moment to shine. This is all in the same day. And then right. uh, the tear gas, they all run from there. She gets rescued by the gangbangers in the, in the truck, takes her to her dad's store they go in there and then king orders some knucklehead to torch the place then it catches fire and then uh mav comes and then there's a confrontation with i was like damn this is one hell of a day <laughs> like this well, whole, whole movie didn't have as much action <laughs> but now it's it all is gonna go down in less than 24 hours like one thing after the other now i'm not folding it i'm just saying it's just funny to me like they ram well, everything in that few little hours it's, it's a little implausible well i it didn't bother me i gotta I no mean, it doesn't bother all, me in a movie i'm just saying after the fact well i'm just saying that you know you have to allow for movie time and way movies have to compress time to fit it in but i like that uh it, it to me that was a it was what i would you know uh like a equivalent of a crescendo everything happens i mean the whole movie detroit that whole movie is like all this happened in one night but that, you know, was, a, so, that was reality though I understand, but I'm just saying it did not strike me as completely implausible. You don't think it's a little I, bit like it? It didn't. All I can tell you it didn't bother me. It, no, it that, didn't bother me either. But I mean, once I watched it, I didn't even think nothing about it. But, I, I didn't even notice that, to be honest. I, you know, I'm not saying you're wrong for right. No, it, I'm saying you don't notice it during a movie. It makes perfect sense. A movie has to play like that. But I was just like, if you stop back and look at it, though, it, it's. I mean. I don't even think the Infinity War had it. It, it. it plays like an action movie sort of at that point because, you, right, you're going you're gonna to put in so much 
all of this is going to happen within a couple of hours. And, and again, it's not a fault of the movie. I just thought it was funny that it was, they go through so much. One thing, one like most of the time you wouldn't have those events would happen like once every, you know, couple months or something, but they have it all go down. It was, it was just pretty interesting. Well, I, I wanted to um, kind of discuss, there are two or three other characters I want to discuss, but I don't want to, we have other people on the panel. I don't want to monopolize if someone else wants to comment first. I ain't seen it, so keep going. <laughs> oh, well, let me ask and, you this real quick. What did you think and, in comparison to uh, the Black Klansmen because the other sort of, you know, race movie this year? What did I think about? What what did I think? Didn't see that either. What do you think between the two? Which did you enjoy better? Oh, hands down, this one. No question. Uh, now, now, that's not to say Black Clansman wasn't a good movie. I think I gave it three or four out of five. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But there, this, I think this one, even though it's funny, that was based on a real story. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I just, I, not that those characters, I didn't buy into them, but I bought into this completely. Like, there was no scene where I could say, like the scene in Black Clansman when, uh, what, well, I forget the character's name that uh, the the black main character who just goes up to David Duke as his driver and is like, how are you? Oh, his uh, security. How are you doing, sir? I'm your security today. And David Duke's like, okay, that was, that was more implausible than anything in this film. (laughs) (laughs) And that was real. That's kind of sad. What did you you think of Haley and and those characters? And incidentally, the part was it Hillary? I thought it was Haley, the white girl. You, you said Hillary. You said her name Did was I? Hillary. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you tell me. Well, I'm looking at. Uh, let me look at Wikipedia. It's Haley. H A I L E Y. Okay. The one thing they did change. I, I also wanted to tell you this. So there's the scene where you know uh, Haley tells her, you know, you need to get over it, and why, you know, why are you tripping over this, all this racial stuff? And this is when she pulls the comb out. Right. The brush. The brush. And get down. Now, in the book, it turns into a fight. Like, she straight clocks that girl in the mouth. And, you know, there's a whole thing. I pull her off and all this shit. And then, like, they, they want to suspend her from the school or expel her. But, you know, the, the principal is kind of like, well, th- you know, because of the circumstances and who this girl is, you know, she's in the media now. We're gonna let you know give her a pass on this one. It was an just emotional tinge type of thing. We're not gonna accept it. Can I? Can I, can I, uh, I, I uh, wish they would have shown her hit her. Like I wonder why they didn't show her hit her. Can I just interrupt you real quick and just answer this one question and continue that thought? The one thing I didn't understand that makes sense to me: how how was she able to keep it a secret for long that she was there? weren't the cameras on? Did wasn't there footage showing her there? Like how did no one in her school? No, there know? was no footage of showing her there showing anybody in that car if there was footage it only shows the outside of the car not in the inside uh, how would it seem like the police officer would have said there was another there was a young lady there given her name and he would have said who but they didn't and probably because she was a child they didn't put her information out there that just seemed like i don't know how i, I that i found the most implausible that she was able to keep it a secret so long that she was the one who was there on the scene 
and everybody, no one knew that. Because there was a scene in the in the funeral in the memorial service mm-hmm. where Issa Rae walks by the walks by the family and yeah. she gives her a look, and they say she knows. She, I'm like, well, of course she knows. It's, well, you, no, you, she only knew because she had been talking to Khalil's mother or grandmother, excuse me, and the grandmother knew because she asked her, remember? And she knew just, the grandmother knew she was there, and she asked her, "Well, you were the one in the car, weren't you?" And that's how that lady knew because she was working with the grandmother. I don't know. It just seemed like in today's age where we find out everything. I mean, I know the cop told her to drop the cell phone. Well, we don't find out everything. I mean, think of that shooting that happened in Dallas. There's a lot we don't know about, <laughs> which you think would be obvious, but we don't. No, but, but, I'm, but we know all the players involved. That's what I'm talking about. Well, we think about. we do. Well, Again, I, we only know what they've told us, right? We don't know that. We don't, I, I don't, we don't, think, we don't even understand how she would have possibly went and shot that guy and they tell us one thing, and then it's, so I don't think we. It's not implausible to me that we wouldn't know that somebody not caught on the footage is was not there, and we don't know who that person is. And plus, she's a child. They don't normally out children in these types of cases. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, you asked me about Haley. Um, here's what I'm going to say. Maybe controversial. When she had that last scene where she said uh, she was talking about. Oh, what, you know, it was at the house at uh, at the Asian girl's house. Mm-hmm. They were playing video games or something, and then they started watching the news reports. And I think that's when the girls found out that that it was uh, Star that was there. And she says, she says, um, well, he would have been shot anyway, or something like that. He would have been shot. Right. He was. Your, Somebody your, was going to kill him anyway. So, and that's what I'm saying. There's no right or wrong perspective. She was right in what she said. Mm. She was right. However, interesting. <laughs> she was she she was uh, um she was in she was I can't say the word insensitive. Well, there's a word that starts right rounds with which. For saying it, yeah, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. She she was she was wrong for saying it in that context or saying it at all. Given what Star had gone through, was going through, but like I'm saying, there is an argument to there. You know, um, there is an argument to be made that the cops' family, the cops' family, doesn't deserve death threats. They don't deserve any shade or any heat, and that's what Haley was saying. Now, does Star give a damn about that? No. Well, I think the point was I don't think. Uh, Khalil there was no one to speak up for Khalil but he didn't deserve that either right like he's not there to defend himself but the right but the you know the cops the cop doesn't defend himself but he has family members that are going to speak out and frame it you know the way actually yeah I hate to in the book the, the father speaks out before Star does which sort of triggers her to want to speak out because they're putting out that Oh, well, he was just a good cop and he was scared. Uh, I think that kid was a drug dealer and sort of throwing that narrative into the media. And that's where Haley and them get that. And Star's like, well, that's not, one that I got nothing to do with it too. Who's going to speak out for Khalil? No one knows that I was even there. Should I still be silent? But they're making him sound crazy in the media. you know. But all, my only point was to say, I'm not saying that... Um 
she was right in saying that Khalil, if she was implying that Khalil deserved to be shot, she wasn't right about that. But she was right in condemning the fact that he was dealing drugs. That's all I'm saying. And in the scene uh, where... Uh, I, I guess it's one of those things to me where it's like, it's, it's, you said a true statement, but just because it's true or just because that, that's a fact doesn't mean that that's the right thing to say or that's... And I said that. That's, I, I that's that something that you would go with. And, and so it doesn't... To me, it doesn't like... There's a lot of r- real things that are real, but you know, am I going to point out all your faults to you? Is that some, is that going to make you be a better person? Like, or you know what I mean? Is that how is that going to trigger you if I tell you absolute truth? It probably it might make you worse. It might, but I'm just saying, the screenplay went presented all sides of every of all the issues right. here. Oh yeah, and um and, and I would say this during the scene where he gets shot. The whole time I'm saying, Negro, sit your ass down. Stop it. True. True. They were screaming that in the theater. Why are you reaching into the window? You've seen, I mean, this is this is set in the real world because we saw her blog or Tumblr page where they had Tamir Rice. And mm-hmm. uh, so the, these things were happening in this world. Why are you why are you acting the fool? Well, and you're right. Why- and and it's, it's the same way it happens in reality right you got grown and he was a child so i can somewhat give him he was ignorant but you see grown-ass men doing these things and in reality it, it just like you said it shows all faults and you know rights of everything and yeah he should have she was telling him exactly what to do right put your hand up on the thing khalil put your hand up on the dashboard how am i gonna put my hey. hand on the dashboard if you want me to get you know and then talking smart back can I, can I say this, Mike? Go ahead. I don't know about the Khalil character, but it, you know one thing I, I, I was telling, I was talking to my son about that, I, that it came to me? We saw a father in Star's home telling her the news, telling her the, 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 what the deal was. Mm-hmm. Was there a father in Khalil's home that was able to tell him that? I wonder if they were saying something there, too. They, they might have been. I can't remember if they the fact, the put it out, but Khalil was trying to reach Mav to help him. I can't remember if they had that in the, in the thing or not, but Khalil turns to her and asks her about her dad. He's like, I want to talk to Mav. And I think later the, the grandmother is like, yeah, he was trying to get in touch with you, Mav. You were his father. You know, he wanted to get out of it. He wanted to get out of the King Lords and he was going to ask you to help him get out. I don't know if they, they did that, but you're right. Yeah, there was no father. You know, his mom was on drugs. They showed his mom briefly looking crazy on the media. Remember? The titties oh, all yeah. Out. You know, yeah. And she was strung out and stuff. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it shows what happens when you don't have the full father and stuff. And he, but the thing is, Khalil, you know, again, he shouldn't have, this has nothing to do with his death, right? So right. you can sort of pick apart the rest of his other part of his life. But should he have been selling drugs? Of course not. If he had been selling or not, it would not have affected him getting shot that night, though, to be clear about that, right? It had nothing to do with it. But, yeah. but uh, you know, his reasons by why he wanted to do it, would there have been reasons I would have used? But they weren't reasons that weren't uh, 
implausible to me. I understand the logic behind why he was selling drugs. It was grandmother. Oh, yeah. Grandmother got fired from his job. She's had cancer. They ain't got no money coming in the house. He was working at Mav's store, but he wasn't making enough money. And so he said, I, I'd rather eat than feed my family than starve. And, and he's going to pay the price if he had to pay a price for that. But the thing about it, he got shot because, in my opinion, he wasn't, he was not cognizant that they are scared of you. <laughs> and you can't be doing all this other shit when the cop got the license to kill you and he might be frightened of you. And it's out, you're late at night. You look like probably what they think a criminal looks like. One, they may think a black person's a criminal and possibly two, your type of car or whatever it was, right? And this is the things Uncle Carlos was saying because she asked him, well, what if he was a white guy dressed in such a way? Would you have done that? So the young boy <laughs> didn't realize they see you as a threat regardless. And you got to right. know that. So you can't be asking all the, yeah, you can't be going back in the car because they will kill you. They may not be right, but you're going to be dead. Well, how are you going to fight it if you did? And to that's me, that's, that's why hey. he got shot, you know, because he didn't, he's, but I, again, a lot of young people are not going to probably have that foresight, unfortunately, sometimes because they're young and do dumb shit. But, but before you could but, probably get away with doing dumb stuff, and it just been dumb stuff. For boys like that, the dumb stuff will cost you your life. <laughs> like you don't get the same privileges to do dumb shit to the cops because they're because right the consequences is your death. Which is one point I hope that movie sort of conveys. It's not fair, but you'd rather be alive. Now some people will probably say some people will say, well, are we just going to stay in a subjugated? stance all the time well those are for the warriors to fight i don't think it's for the children to fight you can well, see how mav and you start to look how mav dealt with it when the cops came to him and he wasn't even trying to fight them but they when they realized who he was and who that girl was they was about to get it to him but then luckily everybody had them cameras and they had to back off you know, I, I wanted to uh, talk about Commons. I wanted to say something about Commons' character real yeah. quick. I did, like I said, I did like that scene where he's explaining uh, the police officers, the, the typical police officer's point of view. Uh, he's not. He's not saying that that makes that officer right. For because of course the officer, I, you know, I, I don't think the officer was right. I, I mean. Maybe you can't tell a hairbrush from a gun at night, but that's why you say, that's why you, you, you either handcuff the young man or you have him get back in the car or, I, I mean, I don't know police procedure, but you make it so that he can't reach for anything. You sit him on the side of the road, maybe, right? But right. let me just, let me just get but, this but out. I'm, I'm gonna be, he, his end sta statements in that scene, he was a coon to me. That, that, that's how I look at it. Well, let me just, well, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to get to. I was like, okay, good, good. They showing both sides of the coin. And then my girl asked that question. If you saw a white man in a suit in a nice neighborhood reaching into a car window, would you shoot? Or would you say hands up? And in his answer, I was like, ah. Oh, there you go. Common. Uh, wasn't it Carlos? Uncle Carlos. 
I was on my bill, dude. You know you done fucked up now, right? <laughs> you know you done fucked up. And he gave an honest answer. You know, a lot of people probably think like that, but that's why it's fucked. That's why I say, you know, it's a different set of rules. And even a black cop would tell you that. At least that particular one. But again, and I wish they showed his more more of his character because he his character realizes that's a wrong viewpoint. Even though he was honest, he realized his thinking was warped, and it took a child to sort of show him just the simpleness of it. Stop trying to make other rations. Just to, you, you know that's wrong, and he realized, yeah, that's a wrong way to look. But that's where the police force, some of the police force, thinks like that. And so you got to. My thing is, you got to understand that they're not going to give you that same privilege to play head off. Well, see, and that, that's to me, that's the main reason why that cop was wrong. He, I, I don't know police procedure. I'm not going to pretend to know police, but I know, I think I have common sense. And if you don't know what a person that you pulled over might be capable of doing, you don't leave them standing near an open window in the car. You sit them down by the curb. Right, right. And so he was a young, stupid cop. And he had no or, reason to pull him out of the or car. Say, or you say, hands up. Drop it. Hands up. Let me see your hands. He had no... There was no reason for him to pull him out of the car anyway, actually. Well, no, well, well, well I mean, they did, I think the reason he pulled him over, I could be wrong from what I'm going by memory, because they, there was a report of a shooting at the party they were at. No, he said he pulled him over busted taillight. Oh, I, okay. So I, there was no reason. Even he, he just gave him his stuff and he just went on and checked his stuff. There was no reason to pull him out of the car. Let me ask you this question: When he yelled at her, "Drop the, drop the camera," do you do you think she should have, or do you think he would? She was in deadly, well, threatened. What's the term? She was in. Uh, she could have been shot. Well, that's a hard one because I w- would have actually would have instructed. Hopefully, I would have taught them before they pulled over. Like it's, and they made a point to say it's dark out here. There's there's nobody else out here to call your dad. Or call somebody and tell them what's about to happen, where you are at, or at least say, turn on the live cam and just set it on the dashboard or something. So if he just said, put the camera down, I would have said, well, it's, it's live streaming. You're on live right now. So that's going to hopefully trigger the cop to realize, damn, I can't be on no fuck shit. And if I tell her to turn it off, they're going to know I told her that and somebody's watching me. Or at least being recorded. So even if she just sat it down on the dashboard but left it running, that would have at least been something else too. But I don't know about putting the phone down, at least turn it on and put it down. He didn't say turn it off. And he can't make you turn it off. You got to be able to, you know, the video is the only thing that helps, saves us sometimes. Let's be clear. When they're pointing a gun at you, they can make you do whatever they want you to do. <laughs> well, they can, but again, he doesn't know that she's turning it off or not. So I would at least just have it running and put it down. <laughs> He's not going to, he ain't got time to look and see. Did you turn it off? Right? They ain't no, I'm, not for that. Dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. Again. So yeah, uh, maybe put it down, but at least, again, you had called your dad beforehand or you at least started Facebook Live or something and this is recording and just say I'm putting it down but you are being recorded because if he didn't knew he was being recorded he might not have shot him like that possibly who would want to act a fool knowing they watching I mean they show later on in the movie that 
all them people have phones, so they was they were about to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Well, you know what he would have done was he would have said, "Give me the phone." Possibly, but again, he would have known there's been then you. So you, why would why did you turn her phone off? I mean, then he's fucked, right? Because then you can't believe anything uh, you say. He, he, would, he knowingly is trying to turn off some shit, and now he's you know what I mean. So at least it puts him on notice. If he wants to turn it off, that's his been. You know, that's a whole other situation. Why are you turning people's phones off? They ain't got nothing to do with the traffic stop or your safety. Right. But, you know, anyway, like I said, we, we went on, we could continue on this movie. I don't want to spoil it for the say, rest of the I just want to say real quick, um, one other character, uh, the boyfriend. Chris. Now, I'm not going by the book at all. I'm just going by what they presented in the movie. In the movie, well, there's two characters I honestly think they could have done without and it would not have marred the central theme of the movie. They could have gotten rid of the boyfriend because he served no purpose, like you said before. And honestly, I wish they would have. I wish they wouldn't have uh, had Anthony Mackie's character in there. To me, having that character in that whole subplot was kind of like, um, like they felt like, oh, we got to put something in. This, we got to put something, quote unquote, gangster in this movie to appeal to another. To all sections of the audience, because if, if you think about it, I'm trying to think if they had taken Anthony Anthony Mackie's character out, who I did not buy as a gangster for a second. Uh, I, I can't think how it would have it would have affected the film where you couldn't have still told the same story. Mm, it's hard for me to say that because he's a, he's a central part of it, in my opinion. I don't think this to me this story is 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 about the title and not about the shooting and his character is, is giving hate and it affects everybody. And it Whose character is giving hate? Anthony yeah. Mackie. Yeah. What hate is he given? Well, he beats a child. Uh, he's, he triggers, oh, triggers saying, the little boy to pull the gun. I thought you were end, saying, right? I thought you were saying that he gets hate. No, no, no. I'm okay. saying he is a part of the title, in my opinion. Like, the hate you give fucks everyone. And, and he was giving a lot of hate, which triggered events from these kids and how it affected them. So it was just as much as him as it was the police. You know, it wasn't just some cop movie, and it wasn't just a black-on-black -black crime movie. It was all of that shit played into it. And at the end, of, and this is how it plays for me. At the end of the day, these children didn't deserve any of this bullshit. And it's the adults and their actions that are fucking it up for these kids, whether it was the police shooting or whether it was, you know, black on black crime type situations or gangbanging or whatever or drugs. So it was both sides. Otherwise, I think it would have just been a cop, bad cops, whites type thing. Or if you took the cop part out, it would have been just gangbanging type of thing. How it I just thought it was all it all played into my opinion. Well, that's funny. I mean, you make a good point, I, and I'm wondering if I, I'm again, even though I gave the movie four out of five reels, I wonder if I'm have that same mindset when I saw Minister, as I did when I saw Minister Society, where I saw that movie initially as the story, the central story was about are they going to get this tape and use it to send Kane away, and so when that movie, when I first saw it, I was like, why are they going off on these other, all these other stories and and this and that, and I want to see about the tape. Are they going to get the tape? And then it took a while. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about the tape. It's about all the elements that create a minister's society. Mm. So maybe that's 
maybe that's what they're trying to say with this film. Again, I'm I'm separating from the book. I haven't read the book. Sure, sure. Maybe to your point, that's what was part of the. Th- this is not just about the killing of Khalil, even though that's what the trailers have um, kind of led me to believe. Um, so I, I th- just think there was a lot going on in this film that made it a little. Um, they were juggling a lot. Yeah. To your point, it manifests itself in like all that stuff happened in one night. But that doesn't take away any of my complaints. Don't mar this film at all. It, it, this it, this will go down on my top five. Actually, I don't think I have five movies that I enjoyed this year. <laughs> uh, but it'll it'll go down right on any Black Panther, possibly Avengers, as you know, one of my top films of the year. Yeah. Lastly, just to to to, to go to your point about them juggling a lot, this would have been one of the best tv series of the year if it had been shot as a you know like an hbo or showtime or, or even netflix if it was like you know a 10 episode 13 episode thing because they would have had time to really flesh every little point that they're trying to sort of show you really quickly in this movie you know because again they're adapting a book and i think it probably happens with a lot of book adaptions there's so much to try and jam in and what, what do you choose to go with and not and what little lingering points is. I thought they did an exceptional, exceptional job of giving the essence of that book in this movie and still even keeping the narration of the girl, you know, would sort of tip you to say that well, the book was probably told from her point of view. So they still had to put that in a little bit in the movie. And I, so I was like, this was dope. But I could see, too, like, it would have been a masterwork if it was a TV series because then you really would have been able to spend the time to get deep into it. But as a movie, yeah, it was, it was, it was very good, very well done. Um, let's, so let's move on. I, I, I thought Issa Rae, that was the only thing, not in a bad way. I think she, in my opinion, this is just me, she's just too much Issa Rae. That I, it, it took me out of the movie because I can't separate her right now from what she plays on that TV show uh-huh. and she didn't play something super far from that I was kind of like you gotta be careful when you have a super identifiable person like, now you said that about Anthony Mackie I had no reason to I, I believed him as that I didn't see him as Falcon or well, no, no, I, I didn't I'm, I didn't say I didn't like him for the reasons you didn't like Issa I just his physical stature and, and well maybe maybe you're right I, <laughs> maybe you are right I, yeah, you're right. I see him as the good guy, Falcon. <laughs> right. Trying, yeah, you're right. <laughs> as a guy trying to be a... I don't see him as a tough guy. Right. As a, as, and as, I thought as, he as, killed it as that because he has a lot to play against because he is so ingrained in a lot of people's mind as a good person. But I remember seeing him in other roles where he... Yeah, I remember he played Tupac, so it's like, okay. But, but, I, but, I, but I, I did not know he ever played Tupac. In the Notorious movie. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Did I see that? I, I can't remember if I saw. I mean, I'd have seen that. Yeah, but but anyway, anyway, uh, I'm, All right. I'm nitpicking. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna actually see. I got the last thing I said. I have to see it again because when I went to go see it. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, I had to throw this out here. My people, I love my people, but we gotta stop doing this. I went to go see it, and it wasn't reserved seating, which I thought was interesting because the 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 theater's seats were clearly marked with numbers, but. Uh, so I sit down and I leave a seat in between me and I think it's like a younger white girl. Incidentally, there was a lot of young P 
people there uh, and a lot of, I was kind of surprised at first, a lot of white kids, teenagers. Same with my, it was teen, yep, same with my teenagers. Yeah, which makes exactly. sense because it's a very popular YA book. So I, so, so I sort of get that. But it was interesting going into it, though. And then right before the movie started, a couple sisters came up. and was like, excuse me, sir, can you move down one? Because we've got a party of four. I was like, okay, sure. So I get up and, you know, so I have to sit where I'm, I know people's going to stand on, sit on both sides of me, which I hate that. But I was like, whatever. Now, these sisters came and they was like not young kids. They was probably, you know, guesstimating. They might have been in their 30s or something. And it was, a, you know, it was four of them. And I know they was out having a good time. So it was cool. But during the movie, every little thing in this movie, I wanted to say, could you shut the fuck up? Like, stop. It was taking, it started taking me out of the movie because there's a lot of emotional shit in the movie. And it, it was kind of like, and then they were kind of, be laughing or crack a joke. I'm like, that's not really funny though. That's mm -hmm. and I was just like, uh. and then the chick that was sitting right next to me. I don't think she was eating popcorn because she was something. She would pull out and instead of putting it in her mouth, she would blow it. She was like, take it out. and what? then put it in her mouth. And I was like, huh? but huh? after the thirtieth, <laughs> I was like, this. <laughs> you're gonna blow everything you put in your I mean pause I was like, what? it was so annoying man I was like god I know I see why they be they don't want to go to movies with <laughs> I love my people but we gotta stop that shit I was like, come on I didn't want to get up and move cause then it kind of look crazy oh, much money I, still don't need to <laughs> I will abandon your ass in a heartbeat <laughs> I do it and look back at some people <laughs> <Hell> sometimes. <yeah. laughs> Are you crazy? I was trying to be on cold to a fault. But uh but yeah, and then but it was interesting though. I don't know if you heard this in yours, but there was a lot of crying going on. I heard during some the sniffing, movie. Sniffing, uh, so yeah. I heard some nose blowing up in the back seats. Yeah, the the the, the, the white girls the white girls sitting on the other side of me, I could hear them audibly sort of being um I guess upset. Right. In the during the movie and like taken aback uh by some of the stuff. And I could see like when the Haley character was saying so I could tell they were kind of like embarrassed. And then like the stuff with the kids, I could hear them crying and stuff. I was like, man, this this movie is a definitely a, a get at you. Well, I in the one I saw last night with my son, I think I uh I put up in Slack, I'm like, there's a lot of white kids here. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're the, now, uh, by the time the movie started, I think maybe there was one black couple, older couple that had come in. Maybe there was another, but all of them were like white grade school and high school kids. And uh, I was like, wow. And you know, you're talking about tearing up. I got to tell you, what's funny is I, I'm not gonna. I'm an easy crier. <laughs> all right, I admit it, because some shit just happened to me recently. <laughs> some shit just happened to me. Two years ago that I tried to get out on this sh on on your show. What was that show you do? A place in the heart. What's, what's that show you do? Stop it. Stop it. Just place stop. in the world? Place <laughs> right. in this world. My nigga. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what the show is being called. I've been on it for eight years. But... Yeah. We haven't done one of those shows in year. Anyway. Anyway. I don't know why, but 
I started to get a little teary when um and this is the, this is a spoiler at the end. I told my son when 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 uh, mother said you can go in his room and take anything you want. Uh. And I told my son she's I said out loud. I said she's going to find that wand. And when she found the wand, I was like okay. <laughs> All right, okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me pinch myself. Or let me do something. No, uh, uh-uh, no, yeah. stop it. Yeah, man, they wasn't gonna, they wasn't gonna, they wasn't gonna get me out there like that. Like I said, I was sitting next to them sisters and stuff. I was like, nah, I'm not gonna even play myself. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> allergies. allergies. Yeah, I was like, post nasal, post nasal drip. <laughs> I was like, this movie is. I was like, woo, this movie is. Somebody smoking a cigarette in here. My eyes are. Oh, somebody smoking in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but when he was, you know, I don't know. I was a little like, why, why, why do they got these kids talking about this? Why do they have these kids in this film talking about identifying with this property that, you know, is mostly Eurocentric? I, and I, maybe I'm being false. Well, you know what? Because I think generationally, a lot of a lot of uh, our kids is into that actually. Right. And I'm and I, to me it just spoke to the fact, and I understand I get it, but it, it did speak to me of saying that we don't really have our own thing that they could identify with, right? Or it was if a, we do. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah, it was a big thing with Chris and Star about Wait, who's, wh- who's Chris, who's the white, Chris? The, the, oh, the boyfriend, the, the white guy yeah. about Will Smith and the Fresh Prince. I, I think they briefly mentioned it, but it plays way more heavy in the book, and even more so than the Harry Potter stuff. Which I was surprised that they didn't show all of that in the movie, but but it was a you know it, it's one of those movies like I said you see a lot of things that are sort of grounded in '90s culture and '80s stuff where for us it was you know the '60s and stuff that we saw, but I thought this movie really showed like to them the oldie stuff is the '90s, you know she kept she, I think she said early on why are you playing that old music and she's talking about two oh, yeah and he was like yeah this is the truth da, 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 da. And, and there was another part in the book where his dad was playing some tupac and she and she knew what it meant already and he was like oh you already up on some pop and it just, it just shows a lot of the stuff that we see now is referencing back to the 90s and stuff that we were kind of a part of but for them this is their oldies that's like, and that's the conversation we were having yesterday. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, definitely. That's what I was saying. But let me ask you a question: the character Kenya, I think that's what you said her name was, the loudmouth mm-hmm. who took the money from Anthony Mackie. Was she related? To, she said something about that Star was her half sister, but that doesn't mean she's her well, guardian. That's why I said no. King is her dad. King was her dad, so he was giving her his daughter. Well, I mean. King is the stepdad of seven. So that's why she's saying we're like, she's half sisters. We're like sisters. They're not blood, though. Well, she said half. That's what I'm saying. So they were like sisters. They had this, they in a sense share. How are they half sisters, though? There's no blood between them. Right. Well, they were kind of playing, but they were raised that way probably because. Okay. All right. No, I get that part. I'm just saying that, but there's no. Just right. I understand what you're saying. All right. Uh, I had another question. That's why, again, it just kind of, that's why I said the dynamic of all of their relationships is very interesting because 
there is that family aspect of it. And there was a, again, just that huge maturity enough. And this is where the sisters I was sitting with was like, mm-mm. When, you know, the, when uh, Regina Hall's character was explaining, like, I'm, why I'm with your dad, even though he had this baby by this, you know, thought. And I chose to forgive that. And my love for him was stronger than his mistake. Boy, those sisters I sat with, they were, mm-mm, nah, nah, I'm with that man. And I wanted to say, that's probably why you're not with a man right now. Ooh, and that's probably... Then that would, Eyewitness News. Uh, Seattle, right? Fight breaks out. In- <laughs> <laughs> Black man stomped out. <laughs> the title, the theme of the movie is stop giving hate to people. So just because they wouldn't have forgiven the man, don't hate on her for forget, not, you know, for offering up that forgiveness. Well, no, and, and it just showed the maturity where she was like, you know what? Yeah, it's a tough situation, but we're going to do what what's important. And even to have some sort of a respect or relationship for that other mother, even though she was acting a fool in the church and all that, they wasn't trying to stop her from being around the, the right. son. The dad was like, go on back there. Or was it the mom? The mom. Yeah, the mom said, go on back there with your mom, man. Because, you know, it just, it don't make, she don't make no sense. And that's your mom. And so it was just very interesting that they can still get over those those issues and come together for the greater good of the situation, even though King is a nut. But, you know, then King had to... And that was the other part, too. So the resolution... The last thing I'll say, the resolution in the book was that it was about snitching. And it was a big part of the book. There was an old man who owned the barbershop next door to the store who they show in the movie, but I don't know if they ever identify him. He went on the news and started snitching on King first. And they was coming at King and then was coming at him. And then that's what sort of when uh, Star does her interview, she decides to snitch on King as well, even knowing that this other older man was, he had no fear to snitch. And he was trying to tell everybody else in the neighborhood, y'all, we got to stand up to this guy, you know? And he was telling Mav, he actually told Mav, he said, you think you're the man and all that, but you're still scared of King. You got your whole family scared of him because you won't even let your daughter speak up about what really, what's really going on out here because you're afraid of what he's going to do to you. And he's basically, you're, you're a bitch. And that's why when she, she stood up to say what she said, and it was that other boy who I said they don't even have in the movie that he took in, that other gangbanger. He's the one that decided, I'm going to snitch out on King, but the police was going to give him protective custody. And so that little boy at the end snitches on King, and then everybody else in the neighborhood decides to snitch on him too about the fire. And that's how they actually got him at the end. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, man, we, we, oh, we, we talked longer about- than the damn movie <laughs> Last thing I'll say about Mav is uh, he needs to keep a better grasp on his firearm because I don't know how that how that kid came up with it. But oh yeah, that was that was crazy. Man. I don't know. I was like, ah, it's a nice maybe it's nice drama, but dude, you failed right there. <laughs> Imagine if that little boy got hurt. That would have he would that would have been it, man. Like I was like, man, you about to fail. I thought it was telling that the girl walked in front of it and why didn't Mav? I, see, I'd be looking for little things. I was like, ah. 
are they trying to show him as weak now? Like, how come he wasn't the one who got in front of his child and, and jumped in the path? Instead of the well, for the same him? reason you said, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just trying to come up with something. The same reason you gave for when, you know, Khalil was mouthing off at the cop and kind of being flippant. But when with Mav, who's done time, knows what it's like, knows when the cops approached him at the restaurant, he was like, no, sir. Yes, officer. No, sir. So maybe that's why, you know, he you know what I'm saying? I mean, if he, you, you brought that up. He knew he behaved a certain way in front of the cops. But when your so own he, child was right there, they got they got the guns on. I I was just kind of like, ah, wouldn't he be the one to step in front of his child, and like I'll take the bullets, but the the little girl was the one that did us. But I mean, it was still good. I, I just was like kind of tripping about that. I you, well, I mean that's a very good point. I ne- I never thought about it until you just brought it up. Don't don't ruin the movie for me, Michael. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that was the climax of the, that was a climactic moment. Now yeah, you no, it got, was it's that still was powerful. The <laughs> is that, I mean, this is gonna be interesting. I want to hear when everybody else sees this how they see it because I could see somebody saying that this movie was total bullshit too. Who would it, say they that? would they would they would have to come into it like that? But they could I could see how they they may get caught up on the Chris character and be like, oh, so he's the one that can confront. Or you know, can heal. So I can say, "Oh, he ain't no but white daddy." You know, is oh, see, Mike, stop talking. That's what I'm saying. For me, Mike, stop it. I like the movie. Let's move on. You're gonna make me stop. <laughs> All right. But I've already said I thought the Chris character was pointless. Right. Maybe the book flushes him out more, but here. It didn't make. I didn't buy that relationship at all. That was the one failing on it, her it, part. There's no wrong in this movie portrayal. I will. I will say that, which I kind of was like, nah, okay. She did not convince me that they were in love or boyfriend girlfriend at all. Mm. That was a funny scene though when they when she brought him home. <laughs> Pops wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't giving <laughs> no ground. He's white. You make the chairs on. <laughs> All right. I know the guys are like, come on already. All right. Hate you give. Go see it. Must see. Definitely one of the top 